This is a Federal News Network podcast. Senate Democrats earlier this month called for $13 an hour in extra hazard duty pay for federal employees still working on the front lines during the coronavirus pandemic. The plan includes employees of the VA, the Federal Aviation Administration, TSA, and the Postal Service. For more on what hazard pay would mean for postal employees, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with the executive vice president of the National Association of Postal Supervisors, Ivan Butts. We see uh, every day on the news talk about and pictures of brave carriers out there delivering mail, but it's not just the brave carriers. You have the clerks and the plants. You have the supervisors and managers out there. You have postmasters and managers out in these stations out here on the front line serving America. If we're going to look at hazard pay for people out here on the front lines, those people are out there on the front lines too. You know, I guess implicit in all of this is that it is a hazardous job right now, walking a mail route or being in close quarters as postal employees. Something we've heard a lot of these days is how hard it is to find protective gear, how hard it is to find hand sanitizer. What are you hearing on the front lines from postal employees when it comes to access to these things? I'm participating in every area level telecon that I can every day hearing from our leadership on where we are with supply chains. The agency has done well in developing tools and resources for tracking supplies, identifying areas of need. And then the main key now is reacting to those needs. So we're monitoring that as an association to ensure that the leadership of this agency is doing its level best to ensure our members and our employees are as secure as possible while they continue to serve America. Of course, everyone's supposed to be practicing social distancing these days. Walk me through some of the challenges as you're seeing them of postal employees being able to practice social distance, just working their day-to-day jobs. That's been a challenge starting out. I think we're evolving and learning to adapt to this new normal in the COVID-19 environment. So we had to kind of learn as we've gone along the way. So I'm seeing a lot of innovative things. I'm seeing the agency cutting off access to certain sinks, making sure there's distance between the sinks, literally going into lunchrooms and removing chairs off of lunch tables so the employees can maintain that six feet social distancing, staggering start times, staggering the times of when our carriers are coming into the offices to ensure that we're limiting or trying to maintain that social distancy as best as possible. Obviously, it's very challenging for us to do that, when you, especially when you get to a processing environment inside of our larger plants and uh, those larger facilities. But I'm starting to see that we're adapting to that, also putting shields and making sure that we're making opportunities to create those safe social distancing and limiting uh, touching of doorknobs and things of that nature. And changing gears here a little bit, we've been discussing what are the latest things that you're hearing from postal leadership when it comes to the pandemic? What we're hearing as far as the reinforcement is following the CDC guidelines for cleaning the offices and doing those things necessary and trying to provide the leadership and follow up when we get a notice of someone coming down with the COVID virus that we're taking the necessary steps and actions to do that. So there's MOUs, there's stand-up talks that have been coming out daily for the past three weeks where we're 
getting communications where we're having communications back and forth and engagement. And I think that's really the key when I speak on the area telecon system or our leadership. I think that's really the key. We have to be engaging our employees like never before. And then beyond the engagement, we have to be reacting to these situations when they come up. If we have a, a positive test, it needs to be visible that the agency is taking the steps to make sure that we're keeping our employees as safe as possible. We've talked a little bit about what more Congress could do, but I want to talk a little bit more about what Congress has already done in the $2 trillion spending bill that they had passed recently. They did give the Postal Service another $10 billion line of credit from the Treasury Department. From your perspective on things, I know it's no secret that the Postal Service has had a hard time financially for a couple of years now, but how much time does that $10 billion buy the Postal Service right now? Not very long. Not very long at all. It's actually allowing us to borrow more. And then if you even, when we look deeper into those dollars, there's the stipulations that are attached to that. The renegotiation of collective bargaining, ending some of our retirement benefits, just some things that really seem to be untainable. Uh, for the Postal Service, again, leading in in serving America during this pandemic. While in the same bill, there's a half a trillion dollars for corporations like FedEx and UPS just to tap into with no barriers or no restraints at all. So while I'm sure leadership, I can't speak for the leadership of the Postal Service, uh, certainly as a, a leader of this management association, those monies being allocated to the Postal Service, as well as the $400 million that has been set aside to help the states if they decide to transition in the vote by mail to secure their ballots for November. We still see that COVID-3 stimulus package still falls way short of where we need to be as an agency to maintain the services that America knows that it needs during this pandemic event. We had heard recently from President Donald Trump, and he had said, just to paraphrase, that the Postal Service should just really raise their prices to really get out of the red here and improve their financial outlook. Is it as simple as just doing that? Or is there much more to the Postal Service's finances than just prices? What we're looking at now, and at least from what I see and what I hear from the agency, is that while we're in this pandemic event, we're, we're seeing revenue declines. And again, you know, the revenue drop-offs that we're going to see during this pandemic are the same other companies are seeing that have required $2.2 trillion a stimulus package in the first place. So the post office dealing with those same financial issues other corporations are dealing with, with no help or no assistance at all, we're going to run out of money. So that, to me, is the immediate thing that needs to be addressed. We need to be able to maintain our operations. We need to be able to be sustainable so we can continue to do the things that America needs done while we're going through this pandemic. Ivan Butts, the executive vice president of the National Association of Postal Supervisors, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. 
And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.